The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina, found at Total Wine locations at Burkdale, Ballantyne, Woodlawn, Concord, and Total Wine and more, Parktown Village. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving $2 million away to the bottom amongst 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll! So come place an order at www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Yeah, that's right, because that's the way we roll. It's Takeaway Tuesday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. It is October the 26th. I'm Donald Ware, and I've got, first of all, uh, we made a, a big mistake uh, in running down the scoreboard. I made a big mistake in terms of running down the scoreboard on yesterday. Langston actually defeated uh, Ottawa. Langston defeated Ottawa 44-41. to so the Lions remain undefeated on this season. And, uh, you know, that was probably one of the, the tougher games uh, that Langston is going to play, right? So uh, and not to say that anything can happen. Still got a couple of games remaining, uh, a couple of games left on the season. But Langston is playing some outstanding football undefeated on the season. By the way, when you look at the Lions – I want you to know a name, Larry Harrington. Some of you may remember him as Trip Harrington. So every year, if you don't know, we rank the top 10 Division I HBCU recruiting classes. And going back a couple of years ago, I distinctly remember a kid by the name of Trip Harrington, the quarterback that Norfolk State had uh, signed. And, you know, had some good numbers at his high school. He was from Raleigh. We're in Raleigh. So that sort of piqued my interest uh, immediately right there. He did some good things uh, when he was in high school. Well, now, and Quentin Morgan, the head football coach at Langston, joined us on uh, on Box to Row on the radio show this past weekend and talked about uh, how they were able to sign uh, Harrington. And by the way, you can listen to that that uh, conversation on our website at boxtorow.com. So now he's the quarterback, and he is getting it done, like put up some really good numbers. He's got the legs uh, as well as the arm, had close to 300 yards passing, had about, I think, 84 yards rushing, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of touchdowns uh, for Langston in the victory over Ottawa. And I'm telling you what, Langston is playing some really, really – uh, really good football. 
right now. Jackson State continues to roll. Big win, uh, as you know, over Bethune-Cookman, 42-12. to Shador Sanders, I, you know, I, I'm telling you, it, it, there are some really good quarterbacks that are playing, right? You look at Shador Sanders. I mean, he's a freshman. I mean, he's completing a, an extremely high uh, percent of his passes. He's got like one interception on the season. This is a true freshman, okay, that's doing what he does. I mean, he is playing great. I look at a guy like a Jawan Carter. I'm just thinking about some of these quarterbacks that you're looking at. I mean, Bryce Witt. I mean, there's some really good quarter from Jawan. Really good who I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. Some really good quarterback playing HBCU football, but you know I don't I don't know if there's a quarterback that is playing as well as Shador Sanders, particularly a freshman. He is a true freshman, is playing some outstanding football. Speaking of Jawan Carter, Norfolk State reeled off its fourth straight victory, 45 to 31 over Howard, and Norfolk is playing well. I mean. Listen, you look at the MEAC this year. I've been saying Delaware State's an improved team. I think even though Delaware State had the loss to South Carolina State on Saturday, Delaware State's going to have something to say. Whether the Hornets win the MEAC title this year or not obviously remains to be seen. I think at this point, South Carolina State's got the one-up. And remember, in the MEAC, they, it's a tie. So even if you if even if you beat a team head to head, right? If another team has the same amount of losses as you do, even though you beat a team head to head, then it's a tie. It's a co MEAC championship situation as opposed to using the head to head to determine an outright champion. That's the way that the MEAC has done it and done it uh, for so many years. So I still think Delaware State is going to have something to say. Delaware State and Norfolk State still have to get together. North Carolina Central, although struggled, had lost two straight games, uh, uh, came, coming off a win against Morgan State. I mean, Morgan's not very good, uh, to be honest with you, but you just never know how a victory uh, will propel a team, and that could very well be uh, the situation for North Carolina Central. I mean, nobody's out of this race um, so far, but, I mean, I think – the matchup you're going to want to look at, I think it's on November 20th, and I think it's in Norfolk, is that Norfolk State and South Carolina State matchup. But we've got so many games left to play. Fayetteville State uh, cracks into the top 10 of the HBCU media poll, and Fayetteville State continues to roll. Richard Hayes has really got something going on there uh, at uh, at Fayetteville State, and it, it's, uh, you know, when I look at Fayetteville State, I look at the, for, so first of all, those that don't know the city of Fayetteville, like, when you talk about, you know, the state of North Carolina, you always, you know, you're going to talk about UNC, you're going to talk about NC State, you're going to talk about Duke, you know, maybe to a lesser degree, you know, Wake Forest, East Carolina, or East Carolina Wake Forest, um, but in the city of Fayetteville, which is a military town, military city there's you have a couple of colleges you have Fayetteville State you have Methodist which is division three and you have the community college so Methodist does play football uh, but Fayetteville State plays football so nice stadium good field I mean to me Fayetteville State doesn't get the support I think 
that it should get, particularly in Fayetteville. But Richard Hayes has really, really brought that program back to life. And uh, you look at Fayetteville State now, ranked number eight, number eight in the media poll after not being ranked all season. And Fayetteville State right now, I mean, it's still a little, some games left to play. Still has Winston on the schedule, and Winston's playing better. Winston, uh, Salem State, again, playing a lot better. That's a rivalry game. But even if Fayetteville State were to lose that game, and let's say they win their last game, the Broncos win their last game, and then Shaw wins out, it's that head to head would fade for the uh, CIAA championship game to represent, uh, represent the Southern Division. Uh, it would still be Fayetteville State uh, with the head-to-head matchup over Shaw. But Fayetteville State is playing some really, really good football. Uh, you look at Shawan, like what's happened with Shawan? Started out 5-0, and uh, now 5-3. and And what was helping Shawan win is now turning out to be sort of a, a, a letdown, and that's the defensive side of the football. Now, you look at Shawan over the years, ever since Shawan came into the CIAA 2008 2009, uh, offensive juggernaut, right? Defense, not good. This year, the defense began to really step up. Not only was it better, it began to step up. Last three losses, I mean, okay, losing to Bowie State 14 to 3, it was a sloppy game, uh, right? Uh, but then you're, you're talking about a loss this past weekend to Elizabeth City State. And, and, of course, in between that, a loss to Virginia Union, where you're talking about a Virginia Union team that scored, I think it was maybe 38 points, and you're talking about Elizabeth City State team that scored 32 points. So the defense is not playing as well. Bryce Witt is still phenomenal. I mean, he threw for almost 500 yards in the loss to Elizabeth City State and threw four more touchdowns going back about a month or so ago. Remember, he was the box to row National Player of the Week. Tennessee State is on a roll, right? Tennessee State has won three straight football games, defeated Eastern Illinois 28 to nothing, so anything can ha- still happen in that OVC. If you look at the four wins, I think it, you know, Hugh, Hugh Jackson's the offensive coordinator. I think it starts with that running game. Devin Starling, in the four wins, is averaging 111 yards or 112 yards rushing per game. You know, so when Tennessee State runs the football and runs the football effectively, it gives Tennessee State more uh, of an opportunity to get a victory, and it happened again. Devin Starling had a phenomenal game. I think it's like 140-some yards rushing or something like that. I mean, uh, so when, when, when the Tigers run the football, the Tigers have success. And ultimately, uh, Tennessee State is on a nice roll to the tune. Tennessee State moved all the way up to number six in the HBCU coaches poll and now is number nine in the media poll. So, uh, you know, Tennessee State is, 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 is playing well and anything can happen uh, when you're talking about that OVC uh, title. I mean, it's it's a tough uphill battle, but only one loss with still plenty of season left to play. Albany State is so dominating, right? Like Albany State ranked number six right now in the media poll. Um, 
wow, 30 to nothing. I didn't see that coming. I thought they'd win the game, but I didn't see 30 to nothing coming. Held Savannah State to 59 yards of total offense, um, which still is significant because Savannah State doesn't throw the football much. Savannah State runs the football a lot, and Savannah State couldn't even run the football. And by the way, you know Albany State had a chip on its shoulder. Everybody talking about Savannah State. Savannah State's going to win it. Savannah State's going to win it. Beat Albany State last year. You know Albany State had a chip on its shoulder. And Albany State is rocking and rolling right now. Uh, A&T. So let me talk a little bit about A&T. Had a chance to call the game uh, on Saturday against Hampton. Uh, you, you look at uh, you, our box to row national player uh, of the week, Jet uh, from uh, from Hampton, had a really really good football game. Okay, so A and T has lost a couple of games in a row, three and four, hanging on by a thread, more so in the media in the HBCU media poll, but in the in the coaches poll as well. Um, so A and T sort of hanging on right there. A and T has been beset by a lot of injuries, and Sam Washington will tell you in his one of his famous sayings is no excuses no regrets but when you're missing you know four or five starters on defense you're playing true freshmen uh right i mean that's a tough deal uh was i surprised that ant lost to hampton yes i was surprised i was very surprised but then when you look and you peel away the layers and look underneath the surface a little bit you can see that ANT is beset by injuries, more specifically to the defensive side of the football. Now, if I look at the offensive side of the football, Jamain Martin is not 100%. ANT, the last couple of weeks, could have used Kayshawn Baker. He's out. Maybe he'll play this week against Monmouth, which is a huge task, even uh, during homecoming. Um, so, not to make excuses, but I know ANT fans are very passionate, uh, right? Uh, the rest of you that may not know A&T but has seen the dominance of A&T over the last, you know, five or six years, um, you know, yeah, the quarterback quarterback play isn't what Sam Washington wants with Jalen Fowler uh, right now. But he's young. He's only made a couple of starts. So, you know, they hope that he'll get better. Uh, but, again, give Hampton all the credit in the world. I thought Hampton played um, a phenomenal football game. Uh, they uh, you uh, you don't run against a and and that's where Hampton won the football. Was able to r- game, was able to run the football. 156 yards rushing against North Carolina a and I think the team that may be playing as well as anybody. I mean, I think Florida a is playing outstanding. Had to come back to beat Mississippi Valley State, so that's a good win. But I think the team that's playing as well as any team right now is Prairie View a and I mean. To beat Southern forty-eight to twenty-one, that's a more than more than it being a good win. It's obviously a good win. Uh, I mean, Southern's not a bad football team. Southern's solid, and Prairie View A and M dominated Southern in that football game, right? So you look at Prairie View A and M, boy, I tell you, telling you that Prairie View A and M in Allcorn State football game is going to be phenomenal. I realize. That preview, I I think when I look at if I you know my rankings, um, I based upon when Prairie View A and M lost, I think the weekend that Prairie View A and M lost, Alcorn won. So if I had a vote, I would have all uh, just in a in a in a top ten, right? 
I'd have Alcorn a slot above Prairie View A&M. But I don't know if there's any team. I mean, obviously Jackson State is playing well, uh, extremely well, uh, right? But outside of Jackson State, I don't know if there's another team that is playing as well as Prairie View A&M. Maybe this is the year for the Panthers. Been knocking on the door, Eric Dooley, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. Perhaps this is the year, but, boy, still got a big tilt uh, against Alcorn State. and still has uh, some other games remaining. So that's a look at today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Um, hope you enjoy the podcast. Tell a couple of friends about the podcast. Um, we're going to give it to you straight. Uh, we're going to give you opinions. Uh, taking a look, we're going to give you information uh, and just an overall look at HBCU football uh, on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Talk with you later. Box to Road. Box to Road.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Road.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Road.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches' bowls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader.